Spectrum Health presents Journey to Mental Health, a 30-minute podcast addressing the causes and treatments of mental health issues with your host, Bob Stahura, along with Melanie White, licensed mental health clinician. Join us on our journey to mental health. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Spectrum Health's Journey to Mental Health. I'm Bob Stahura with the lovely Melanie White. Welcome. Hello. It's good to be with you again. Um, we are coming up in early November to Anti-Bullying Week, and our special guest is Cedric Holloway. I'm, I'm going to let you, you know, you know Cedric, and it was your strings that were able to pull Cedric into this. Yes, so yes, why yes. don't you give us a little uh, background on Cedric and introduce Cedric for us. Cedric Holloway recently was running for Ellicott District Council. Cedric, you are a retired Buffalo police officer. Commander of the SWAT team as well as the commander of the gun violence unit at my retirement in 2019. For how many years? 33 years a day. Wow, 33 yeah. years. You've seen a lot. <laughs> That's needless to say, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You've seen quite a lot. Um, so in that position, I'm sure you had to deal with maybe some mental health clients or people who struggled or suffered with mental health. Mm-hmm. Can you just give us a brief little snippet of how that looked? Oh, uh, So, and it... it varied big time with regards to situations like mm-hmm. uh, 9-11 calls for assistance with like crisis services would give us a call, do a mental health check, mm-hmm. or to the extreme of SWAT uh, having a, a call of a suicidal individual yeah. or individual who who is behaving irrationally, right? So we dealt with the full spectrum, if you will, on, on mental health and responses. Yeah. So it it, it varied in big time. Okay. All right. And so you also are a part of the, you run actually, Johnny Johnny B. Wiley Center? That is correct. I am the director of the Johnny B. Wiley Sports Pavilion, which is uh, a facility focused on youth activities. And it's named after my father, Johnny B. Wiley, who at... uh, uh, at one point, he was uh, was a large presence for youth activities and youth yeah. uh, advocacy. And so, and that's a mentoring program. That is correct. Well, the facility is a sports pavilion, which also includes the building, which has a lot of community mm-hmm. events that we have. The mentoring portion is the Omega Mentoring Program, which I am the director of as well. Can you tell us how you are connected with that? Being the overseer, um, mm-hmm. I'm sure you deal with the administrative um, behind the scenes, mm-hmm. but can you tell us how you, how you engage with the young people day to day? So at the facility where, by the way, there are five different youth programs that mm-hmm. are focused out of that facility. Uh, out of the facility is the headquarters, if you will, for the Omega Mentoring Program, which initially was started in 1999. Mm-hmm. It first focused on young men, basically to give them an, a, a better view, if you will, for their future. Yeah. So, and, and, and it's focused mainly on education. Like we've got to get our young black men through high school, which was a, a big problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, one in four, as a matter of fact, when the program was established, one in four young males were graduating from high school. So that was 25% is, 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 yeah. is poor. Mm-hmm. So with the mentoring program, we focused on getting these young men through high school to graduation, also to look forward to 
either college or something that will be able to sustain them comfortably. And a lot of times these young folks are focused in a different direction because that's what they see. That's mm-hmm. what they grow up with. That's what they're used to. That's what their parents are doing. That's what their cousins are doing. Right. And they're, they're about that street life. And so that's what, that was what I was going to ask. So mm-hmm. is it, when you say that is what they see, like uh, atmosphere, environment, family, I know life struggles, but if we were to look at their mental health, mm-hmm. Do you see that as a part of what comes in their way as well? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And as I mentioned, a lot of them have dealt with hardships in their life. I've got more than a handful of kids in the program who's lost siblings or parents yeah. or what have you to yeah. the streets mm-hmm. and being able to deal with it and, and things that come along with it. Like there was one kid in particular the parents don't trust him to do anything or go anywhere because his older brother was lost in the streets. So now you're saying, oh, we don't want you to turn out like your older brother. You can't yeah. hang out. You can't go to a high school football game. you got to be mm-hmm. in a certain time. And that's going to create additional issues with the kid as well. So, you know, we, we deal with that. He's got that issue with his losing his brother and the issue with his overbearing parents. Right, so yeah. he's, he's dealing with a couple of things at, at the same time. So the, the mentoring program offered a safe place for these kids. It offered a place where they can be themselves and have a voice. Because yeah. I, yeah. I absolutely allow the kids to, to speak their mind. And we serve as the advocates for the kid because everything the kid says to us we don't go back and say, hey, guess what right. your child said. Right. So they got to realize that they're, they're in a safe place. And okay. they're, they come up with doozies because they yeah. know yeah. it's a safe place. So how do they find out about you and, and your organization? And how do they become involved? So the program is self-sustained in itself. So we never are, I never have to do a lot of advertising. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The kids... Uh, friends who see the kids in the program yeah. say, hey, you're a part of this program. I see I see you in a picture with Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Like, we took the kids to one of the training camps. Right? And kids get interested by the other kids that are in the program. We get enough word of mouth mm-hmm. that we really yeah. don't need uh, advertising. Yeah, say, I'm witness to that. And, yeah. and do parents uh, ever contact you and say, my son or my, you know, is it for, it's for men, right? It's for boys. Well, actually, it's for guys as well as girls. Okay, mm-hmm. so can no. parents call you uh, or contact you and say, you know, and we're thinking that our son or daughter uh, would, would be a, a good candidate. Can they do that? Absolutely. We get calls from parents. We get drop-offs from parents. <laughs> hey, uh, I heard you have a program. I think here I was he a is. drop-off. I think I was a drop-off. <laughs> it was your drop-off. <laughs> hey, here he is. We'll be back at 8. <laughs> oh my, but I have to say that my daughter came home one day and said, my friends are doing this. Mm-hmm. And after she came home and had a way better attitude, I said, we putting your brother in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's, that happens a lot. We get a lot of siblings, generational sure. uh, membership. I've got some of the kids that were in the program, like 99, 2000, 2001. 
they have kids that come back to the program. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's mm-hmm. Like now, we're, I'm 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 having second generation uh, individuals in the program. And it's, again, it's like oh that, my goodness. That has to be very <laughs> rewarding to have someone who then grows up and has a family of their own, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and they introduce their uh, kids to your program. Mm-hmm. It just speaks volumes for what you you do for them. How does so? How does someone get a hold of you? Do they they either show up at, and what's the address of the of the facility? The Johnny B. Y. Sports Pavilion is at eleven hundred Jefferson Avenue. It's right at the corner of Dodge. It's the old rock pile where the Bills uh, first came into existence. Right, and you, you can also uh, via Facebook. Yep, we have a Facebook uh, Omega Mentoring on Facebook. Also there, you can see a lot of the things and activities that we do. We took the kids whitewater rafting just recently, so I believe that their photos are up from there as well. The program gives the kids an opportunity and exposure. Yeah, you do college tours mm-hmm. as well, We right? do college tours, so success story. Yeah. Uh, one of the girls, no interest in going to college at all. We do a yearly college tour. Uh, we do mostly HBCUs because I attended Howard University, mm-hmm. and the experiences... From that, you, you can't compare yeah. to anything else. I saw Nelson Mandela on the uh, yard. He came to speak one spring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't compare that to anything yeah. else. Yeah. And this young woman who had no intention on attending college, she wanted to do uh, hair school, beauty school. We took her to NCANT, North Carolina A&T University. All right. She said, I want to be here. I want to be in. She saw people that looked like her. Yeah. Uh, doing wonderful things, getting educated. Yeah. And she said, this is, I, I like this place. I like the environment. And they mm-hmm. look like me. And I can do this. Nice. And she's accepted for the spring semester. Okay. Oh, that's wonderful. All right. yeah. Which, you know, before we went uh, on air, we were talking about how kids today have difficulty finding their identity. Mm-hmm. Talk about that a little bit. The facility, the program, it serves as a safe space for folks. They've got to realize that they can unfold their arms. You read body language, you read the child, yeah, and sure. you're like, okay, they're not comfortable. we got to get them to relax. Can and I, once they do... I want to um, kind of look at how bullying mm-hmm. um, connects to this, right? Because like when they're in school or when they're out in the world and they struggle, then they come into this program. Mm -hmm. How are you able to help these children to Mm -hmm. be able to reach their identity, Mm -hmm. understand that it's okay that what they look like, who they are, how does this connection within your program yeah. help them in that and area? And then they have to go back to the real world. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and may, yeah. maybe face more bullying. But once they come into this program, I'm thinking maybe they have like big brother, little brother, mm-hmm. sister, um, those that are also being bullied who come together in unity. Like, mm-hmm. give us a little so bit that comes that. from that comes after the unfolding of the arms, yeah. right? They got to know who they are. They got to know that they're comfortable. We get to know who they are and be able to address who they are, mm-hmm. right? They're different kids in front of us than they are in front of their parents. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, you know, and again, as I said, uh, as as advocates, we don't blow them up to the mm-hmm. parents. We, mm-hmm. just, we, we do that one-to-one, that mentoring part. Yeah. So not only do we have me with my old self in there, we have near-peer mentors there. So a lot of the alumni that come back and close to the same age. Mm-hmm, near, uh-huh. near peer, uh-huh. exactly. Uh-huh. So 
there's an, an older folk that they're more comfortable talking with. Sure. But not so old that it's parent-ish. Mm-hmm. And that works for them. And we work on it together. And we come up with a solution for a kid with regards. So there's this girl. She's got this self-esteem thing going on. And with that, she's hanging out at night, dating older folks, mm-hmm. trying to get approval. That says to us, we've got to work better on this girl's self-esteem. We've got to be able mm-hmm. to get her to accept her as her, yeah, yeah, who she is, and we got to, and we model that as well. Like I am who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm not a perfect individual at all. I make mistakes. I ask for help. I ask for advice. Still, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's exactly what we expect out of them as well. Like we're here to to answer some of those funky questions. Like when we have uh, Planned Parenthood in, we got a box. Everybody write down a question for Planned Parenthood. Don't write your name on it. Ball it up, put it in this box. Even if you don't have a question, ball a piece of paper up, put it in the box. Then we take the box and give it to the person because we don't want them to feel uncomfortable, but we want them to be able to ask those questions that they yeah. don't know. Yeah. One question was, can you get pregnant through anal sex? Very good question. Right. Sure. Didn't want to ask. Because they didn't want to get embarrassed, right? So it's got to be a comfortable spot for them. But to I ask. love that you all are having the conversations mm-hmm. with the young yes, people indeed, because, indeed. again, they are different than they are at home mm-hmm. and different at school as well. This was a great conversation. Yeah, Thank you so it, much, Cedric. Absolutely. And not only that, but you, you encourage them to ask difficult yeah. questions. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's wonderful. Indeed. So thank you for that program. Thank you for being our guest. Time has just it, it escaped us again. Mm-hmm. So uh, at, at some point, Cedric, we'd love to have you back. We'd love uh, to have you, you back. Um, I got to. A billion of them for you. <laughs> you, you, you are you are a wealth of knowledge, and you're doing wonderful things for our community. Yes. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We'll be back. Your life's too hard 
Another segment here on Spectrum Health's Journey to Mental Health. Bob Stahura with Melanie White. Hello. And our, and our special guest uh, this segment is Shanice Mills from Spectrum Health. You are a licensed mental health clinician. Uh, you also work with the Boys and Girls Clubs and the Williamsville School District. So this is a perfect uh, fit as we're talking about bullying and uh, the ramifications of that and, and how it affects uh, young people and how we can combat it that it just when i was a kid i've mentioned this before you know bullying was just you know getting punched in the shoulder mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. it has gotten so mean yeah and, and, for and, sure. uh, so it's just beyond understanding in, in in my book but shanice welcome to the program thank you guys for having me Tell us, uh, when you think about bullying, uh, what are some of the concerns you have uh, about that and how it affects their mental health? It's tough because there's so many different types of bullying, like you were just mentioning. Um, So we kind of see a lot of it. You see a lot of it in schools. I think back to when I was growing up, you see a lot of it in the community. Um, It's just kind of all over. Um, So my biggest thing is educating a lot of the kids on bullying and what kind of signs and symptoms to look out for. Mm. I think it's important for them to understand what bullying is, the different types of it, how you can recognize it, and most importantly, who you can go to when it's happening, whether you be at school, whether you be in the community, after school program, or even if you're at home. Because typically what we notice or what I've noticed with bullying is a lot of kids kind of keep things inside or they may not recognize it right away as bullying. Um, They just kind of brush it off and eventually it gets to a point where it starts to build up. And some of the things that I've noticed as far as like mental health wise is increased symptoms of depression and anxiety, Mm -hmm. social withdrawal, isolation, increased suicidal thoughts, changes in behavior. So there's so many different things as far as like warning signs and symptoms that you kind of notice when it comes to bullying and just bullying behavior in general. And the other thing too is there's a fear factor. You know, once you get bullied, you're afraid you're going to get bullied again. And so Mm -hmm. that just, uh, like you said, that builds Mm -hmm. and and, and causes all those uh, types of things. Does it vary between what you see based upon the um, Boys and Girls Club and in the school district? It it does to a certain extent. What I've noticed with the Boys and Girls Club, the kids that I work with are a little younger. Mm-hmm. So they are pretty much ages five up until um, eighth grade. And then with the Williamsville School District, the kids are in high school. So the bullying, like the type of bullying looks a little different, but I, I do feel like it's kind of generalized overall. Sure. Um, like you might notice with the younger kids, there might be a little more physical or a little more like name calling. Mm-hmm. Whereas with the older kids, they have access to like social media right. and they have access to like online outlets. How does the communication go when it's time for them to reach out? Like, I know that this is something we're aware of, mm-hmm. but are they 
coming to you? Are they going to the other adults? Are they talking to their um, um, other counterparts um, about what they're experiencing? Yes. The kids that I work with do a really good job of coming to me when certain things are happening that I may not be aware of as like, for example, in the Williamsville schools, um, the kids that I work with, if there is something going on, whether it be in school or outside of school, they're able to let me know. And with me being integrated directly into the schools, I have direct access to like the school social workers. I'm coordinating and communicating with them. I have direct access to like school counselors, yeah. the principals, vice principals, and action can be taken right away. Um, and then as far as the Boys and Girls Club, the kids do a really good job of coming up to me and letting me know when things are happening. And then I can coordinate with the director. Um, so it's kind of like a comfortable space in both settings for the yeah. kids to feel comfortable to speak up about it. And I think that's the biggest thing that I try to aim for is just education. So there's like a lot of collaborating um, between the resources mm -hmm. within the, those facilities. Are you using therapeutic techniques and tools mm -hmm. when you're talking to the young people as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. I use a lot of like therapeutic techniques in my one-on-one -on -one sessions yeah. at the school and at the Boys and Girls Club. And then also at the Boys and Girls Club, I hold mental health workshops. And typically those workshops surround on, I have them include kind of like an education portion where the kids will learn about bullying, but also self-esteem. Mm -hmm. um, I do like strengths building workshops, nice. mindfulness, yeah. all different types of things. There's an education portion and I usually do um, something where they're able to practice. Yeah. Um, and they can also share with each other. So even with my bullying workshop, provide the education and we kind of have a sharing portion where kids feel comfortable and open mm -hmm. to express their own personal experiences with bullying um, and how that's impacted them and maybe the ways that they've handled it and also get feedback from their peers on what they can do maybe the next time or what was helpful for them. But it, it's helpful because they're able to see that they're not alone and that they're not the only ones yeah, who may have yeah. experienced this and also be provided and kind of equipped with more things that they can use in the future or in the event something like that happens again, they have access to more resources and things that they can use. Are you involved with all the Boys and Girls Clubs? No, just one. So it started with a partnership between Spectrum and the Boys and Girls Club. Mm -hmm. And then the Boys and Girls Club hired uh, Sharita Anderson Bailey. Um, she was the mental health coordinator and she worked at getting um, counselors at the other clubs as well. Okay, okay. I, I did want to, I was smiling over here at Shanice. I was smiling really hard, but <laughs> I'm smiling because one of the things that we um, really strongly promote is um, mindfulness, right? Mm -hmm. And we talk about mindfulness when we, when we talk with our adults, right? Um, whether we are struggling with mental health, whether we're struggling with life challenges, um, trying to just get grounded, right? Mm -hmm. And so to hear you say that this is something that you are utilizing when you're talking to our youth. Absolutely. Um, very important because in older adults who we work with through um, Spectrum um, in my department. And so I, I discuss it with them all the time in my mm -hmm. individual sessions. Even when I'm um, doing my group sessions of DBT, I'm also working with them on mindfulness techniques. And um, even at an older age, a lot of them have not 
you know, heard of some of the different techniques, right? Mm-hmm. We heard of yoga and we know those um, some some small scale things, but really and truly at an adult age, some people are just learning of ways to get grounded and take a step back and being mindful. And so to hear you say that you're working with young people, it is, I, I'm very happy about that. Thank you. May we say what particular Boys and Girls Club you are involved with? So I am involved with the Mastin Club. Okay. Yes. Okay. And so, yeah. but the program has counselors at all of the clubs? Mm-hmm. That's excellent. Yeah. Well, as far as Western New York that sure. I'm aware of, right, yes. Right, right, mm-hmm. right, right, right. Yes. Let me shift gears. Uh, I, I hadn't thought about this until you were talking about... Um, and, and, you know, getting into the meanness, I, that wasn't a good good enough word. To me, some of the bullying is, is downright evil. Mm-hmm. So, but let's, for a moment, back up and talk about the bullies themselves. Obviously, they have issues going on. Otherwise, they wouldn't do what they're doing. Do you ever have an opportunity to counsel someone who's on the other side of bullying, the actual bullying side of it. Mm -hmm. Yes, and even in my workshops, I talk about the different roles of bullying. And I've had kids admit, like, I've been the bully before. Mm -hmm. Um, So we kind of unpack that a little bit more. Or if I notice that a kid needs to meet one-on-one, I can do that as well, just to explore a little bit deeper into where some of those behaviors are coming from. And also do some like strength building exercises and activities because a lot of times kids who do bully other people struggle with self-esteem within themselves. So even in the high school, what I've noticed is if they're experiencing bullying or whether it be in the school or outside of the school, like I said, they do a really good job at reaching out or I am pretty good at kind of uncovering Mm -hmm. um, what if there is a bigger issue at hand. But we know that that looks a little bit different than being a victim. Mm-hmm. So does that also come with counseling? Does that also come with um, helping them to be able to see what their response is to whatever mm-hmm. external stimuli? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because a lot of it is also stress management. There are some kids who struggle to manage certain stressors. There are some kids where they're stressed out and you can kind of see it through their behaviors. You can see it through how they're responding to other people. Um, They're struggling to manage their own anger. They're struggling to manage situations that might be happening at home. Mm -hmm. They're struggling to manage um, just situational stuff. Um, And it kind of comes across differently or presents itself differently in different kids. Well, again, we have... uh we have exhausted our time. Thank you, Shanice, so much for being with us. Shanice Mills, licensed mental health counselor with Spectrum Health. It has been a pleasure having oh. you on our show. Thank you. And if there's anyone in the Williamsville School District that is looking to be linked, I work in the high schools. The student can always talk to their school counselor or the social worker just to get linked with me for counseling. Or if they need are in need of extra services, um, they can do that as well. Great. And you are all decked out in your Bills gear, so go uh, Bills. I am. Go Bills. I hear she come go up Bills. in here dressed to impress, okay? Right. Go Bills. Thank you so much again. This was a pleasure having you. Thank, Thank you. And I'm Thank you. you. We'll be back. You've got a friend in me. You've got a friend in me. When the road looks rough ahead and you're miles and miles from your nice warm bed. 
just remember what your old past said. Boy, you got a friend in me. Yeah, you've got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. You got trouble, and I got them too. There isn't anything I wouldn't do for you. We stick together, see it through, cause you've got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. We are back for segment three. We don't have a lot of time left. We these uh, Cedric and and Shanice were absolutely wonderful to talk. Very to. awesome, awesome. So, so let's re uh, let's reiterate the contact information. So for Cedric's organization, the Omega Mentoring Program, it's mm-hmm. Omega Mentoring. Dot com. That's OmegaMentoring.com. Their uh, facility is at 1100 Jefferson Avenue in Buffalo. Yeah. Their phone number, 716-299-8078. That's 299-8078. And the... Um, the number for the Boys and Girls Club that the Shanice, uh, that Shanice had mentioned uh, is 716-825-1016. That's 825-1016. Melanie, that's going to do it for our show today. We'll be back next month. Yes. With another set of important topics to talk about. And uh, mm-hmm. I look forward mm-hmm. to being with you again. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bob. And remember, everyone, never give up. Life is too short, and you are so worth it. Thank you. This has been Journey to Mental Health, presented by Spectrum Health and Human Services. If you need immediate help, call Spectrum Health's 24-7 emergency line, 716-710-5172. That's 716-710-5172. Until next time, never give up the fight. You are worth it.